0: Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to Hold Up, Let Me Explain. I'm your host, Nicole. And on today's episode, I wanted to go back down to memory lane. Not a dark place per se, but I kind of wanted to bring up the time I lived in a hotel. Yeah, I lived in a hotel. And not like Zach and Cody, okay, I didn't live in no Tipton Hotel, my mother wasn't an aspiring singer, an aspiring single mother that wanted to get her shit together for sure. No, not aspiring. She definitely was a badass woman all around to the day. Um, But the reason why this came up to my brain is because I just recently came back from New York and I visited my sister. Shout out to her. She graduated with her bachelor's degree at Lehman College in health sciences. hope I got that right. And we're all so proud of her. We flew out there. We visited her. Uh, She moved to upstate New York. um, And she told us about this little town called Sugarloaf. And it's this cute little town. I mean, honestly, all I know of it is like maybe like a four block radius of just like candle shops, boutiques, restaurants, restaurant, I feel like there was only one, maybe a bar. Um, and then there was like this like mystical store that sold crystals and stones and dead like tarot card readings, which of course I did. I paid $40 for a 15 minute reading. Um, and I learned that in my past life, I lived in Ireland, Puerto Rico, Rome, Atlantis, And some like some country that used to be ran by only women. I have to do more research on this. I might do a podcast on just tarot card readings, you know, because I'm kind of into that stuff—not entirely, but a little bit. But anyway, so next to Sugarloaf, which is the area my sister took us to, was is Middletown, New York, which I don't know if you've ever listened to my past episodes where I bring this up, but. After I lived in the city, because a little backtrack, born in Brooklyn, lived in Washington Heights, then the Bronx, and then right around middle school, um, my godmother had bought a house in Middletown, New York. So we moved with her. Um, a lot of things happened while we were out there. Uh, we ended up moving into an apartment. You know, it was kind of like my mom just didn't want me to be raised in the Bronx anymore. She just figured, you know, upstate New York would be a better pace raising a young daughter, you know. Cause you know, New York is not really like the safest place and especially the area that I grew up in. It wasn't bad, but my mom felt like moving upstate would be better and trying to make it work while we were out there was really difficult. And eventually we ended up moving to uh, Florida. But when we visited Middletown, New York, it was just kind of like, oh, you know, we're right next door to it. Let's just go through the streets And it was really interesting because visiting Middletown, New York, like this is the thing. I lived there from sixth grade to eighth grade. And then I got held back in eighth grade. Not a lot of people know this, but I got held back a grade in middle school because I was really bad. Like I remember in eighth grade, I thought I was this shit. Well, rewind. I never thought I was this shit. Okay. I think that... I was starting to come into this new confidence I never had. And I realized that if I act tough, talked back to my teachers, you know, just kind of had that I don't give like, I don't give a fuck attitude, kind of like earned me respect from my peers and not a whole lot. You know, I, I was still very insecure. I was not popular. I don't know what the fuck was going on in my brain, but I thought I was like, a badass, so I would get kicked out of class. My mom, they would call my mom to come in to talk to the principal, to talk to my teachers. I never really cut class or cut school uh, because in Middletown, New York, like at least at the time, like you need a car everywhere you go. It's upstate; it's not like the city where you can kind of just like cut school and go to a friend's house. I'm sure kids could do that, but in middle school, no one's driving, so I think it's a little harder. So I never did that but I never did my homework. I was just, I I misbehaved. And I was supposed to go to middle, I was supposed to go to summer school. And my mom was like, no, I already sent you to summer school for seventh grade. I'm not sending you to summer school for eighth grade. You want to act this way. You're going to deal with the consequences. You're going to be held back now since you want to act all bad and tough. And I thought she was bluffing. (laughs) She wasn't. Um, I was definitely repeating the school year. And I don't want to sit here and say that that was so traumatizing, but I definitely learned a lot. I learned who my real friends were. I learned that, you know, acting this way will get you nowhere. Definitely big lessons I learned by that approach. But even between those years, not even so much as me getting held back that year, between the years from, you know, sixth grade to eighth grade and then repeating the grade, me and my mom went through so much, like I can analyze all that we've been through And it could kind of make sense why I behaved that way. But visiting Middletown was like low key triggering for me and my mom. For me, in the beginning, it was like, oh, my God, I remember that street. If you go down and make a right, like that's where we used to live. Like when we lived in Middletown, we moved from Crystal Run to Evergreen to Lake Avenue to California Avenue To Aspen Road. If you're from Middletown, New York, I don't know if these streets sound familiar to you. I can't believe that after 15 years, I still remember these streets. But yeah, just like even like passing by the middle school, like Monhagen Middle School, I was like, oh my God. Like that is where I learned a lot of lessons. That is where my mom had a lot of pivotal moments, even, you know, through the years. And the reason why I live in Florida is because of all of the shit that we endured living in Middletown. Moving to Florida was our way of getting out of that area. And so even just like going back to visit, I was like, oh my God. Like, I am so glad I don't live here anymore. I am so glad that this is no longer like a place for me and it's crazy because it's no shade to those who live there obviously there's people that are from there who were born there you know there are people that feel that way about Orlando that they hate this place and all they ever want is to move out of it and when they do they find this happiness and I'm sure that people who drive through Kissimmee or Orlando might find certain places triggering like places that trigger them might make me the happiest, you know, but just even going back through Middletown and just kind of going through those roads. I was like, Oh my god, I remember I used to walk from school when I used to go to that middle school. And then we moved to that house. And that's how I ended up going to that middle school. Like that was my bus stop. I remember that shop, right? I remember that diner. Oh my god, it didn't make it they closed down. I remember that burger spot. Now it's a Mexican restaurant. Like it was like, half of me was like, Oh my god, like, this is this place, it didn't bring me happy memories, but it just kind of like amazed me on how much of it did change, but also didn't change. But then at the same time, it also kind of made me feel like so grateful, you know, where we are now. But that kind of segues into even the struggles that me and my mom went through living in Orlando. So when my mom was like, I need to get out of here, we need a fresh start. We first moved to Miami. My mom, one of her best friends lives in Miami. He lives in Coral Gables, beautiful area. It's like, yeah, like I would say like Coral Gables. And I went to Ponce de Leon Middle School briefly before like, we graduated. And then after that, I was off to high school. I was supposed to go to Coral Gables High School, I would have loved to stay in Miami. But Miami was just way too expensive. So we ended up, uh, finding a family friend who was like, hey, I have a house in Oviedo, why don't you just move in with me? I have this big house, you can stay in the room with you and your daughter and just I'll help you get your feet on the ground. Now, unfortunately, there was a family friend who was a gentleman, actually liked my mom a lot. It's one of those lessons that I even learned at a young age that it's not to say that people don't always have good intentions, but when it comes to men, sometimes... Certain acts of kindness aren't always straightforward. Sometimes they're subliminal. So the guy who was kind of like, come on in, let me help you, was low-key trying to pursue my mom, which made our living situation very uncomfortable. So I remember that summer before high school, my mom was like, look, I'm going to send you to your sister because my sister still lived in the city. She's like, I'm going to send you to New York for the summer. I'm just going to work my ass off. I won't be here. Like I'll barely be in the house, but it's just to save up to get out. And it wasn't a scary living situation. It's just the guy was annoying. Like he would give my mom rides to work, but then like take her out to dinner and like try to pursue her. In like a relate, and she's just like, "What are you doing? Like, I already told you, I'm not interested." Oh, but I'm helping you and your daughter. Like, what did like? It's the least you can do. Just go out to dinner with me. You know, it's just it became very uncomfortable. Again, I was never put in a weird predicament, thankfully. But for my mom, it was like, "Okay, I'm gonna send you to your sister. I'm gonna hustle my ass off, and we're gonna get the fuck out of here." So I remember staying with my sister. That summer for a few weeks. And then my mom ended up getting a job at Disney. And she ended up buying this old ass hoopty that literally threw black smoke from the back. But it was her way of just being mobile and a little more independent. She was able to save up enough money. And by the time I came back down to Florida, we were living in a hotel. Now, there's a hotel near Disney. Well, it no longer exists. It's called Home Sweet Home home suites as in like a suite like a really nice room at a hotel home wordplay right and she i'm sorry my phone is like ringing and it's like really annoying me okay stop sorry home sweet home was the name of the hotel and we she was like look you know I get somewhat of a discount for being a cast member. That's what Disney employees call themselves, or that's what Disney employees are called, cast members. She's like, we get a cast member discount. You'll be going to Celebration High School, which in the area, Celebration is like this really nice area in the middle of Kissimmee. The only reason why Celebration is considered a town is because they have their own post office. Um, But the district kind of spread out a little bit throughout certain areas of Kissimmee. And I wasn't too far from the high school. And it's crazy because the high school was known as like, I wouldn't call it a rich high school. Honestly, it's just the houses that are in celebration are easily over a million dollars, like almost all of them. I think the cheapest house you can find there is like 600 or 700,000. Now, probably way over 1 million for sure because of the housing market. But I remember feeling kind of insecure, like, oh my God, like I'm not from that kind of society, you know, I'm Spanish and like not to say that being Spanish meant anything, but clearly in our demographics, Spanish were minorities and I was literally going to an all white high school. At the time when I was going to that school, I tell you, there were probably six black students. I'm I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Everyone was either Hispanic, white, or like Yeah, or maybe Indian. There were a few Indians, Moroccans for sure. That's like the most I could think of. But I remember feeling like, oh my God, you know, like this is crazy. Like I'm going to be going to this new high school. And like, you know, I didn't care too much of my living situation. I was just more concerned on like how I was going to fit in into the high school. But I remember just like even still living in this hotel, The amount of clarity and peace my mom finally had, you know, just not having to really depend on anyone, finally having a car that could just take her to work and take her back, finding a place to live that would be close to that, having me go to a school that, you know, was kind of known at the time or being like a good school, given the area. And um, I would have had a school bus that would have luckily picked me up from the hotel and take me to the high school. So, you know, we made it work. But it's crazy thinking back when I did live in that hotel, it was clearly just a one room, one bathroom, there was a big refrigerator and just like a sink. And my mom had to get one of those hot plates so that I could at least make myself mac and cheese or fry myself up some like. I don't know, chicken tenders or fucking like little chicken nuggets if I wanted them, like to eat for dinner while she was at work. Cause she was working at nights. And at the time she was working at Disney only as a hostess. And hostess at the time at Disney only got paid like eight dollars and change. Her paychecks were literally just enough to pay for the week's rent. Because living at the hotel you had to pay a, you had to pay weekly and it was like two fifty a week. So every time she would get paid, whatever she would be left with was like maybe fifty dollars, sixty dollars, barely that. And that would be enough to buy some food for the house and maybe take us um to the movies. Literally, that's how it was. That's where I also met my I wanna I don't I feel bad because I don't wanna be like, we're not best friends anymore. But MILF on a mic, which I had on one of my episodes earlier in season one. That's where I met her. We both lived at the hotel and she quickly became my best friend because out of all people, she knew what it was like being raised by a single mom, not really having a whole lot. The difference with her, she had two younger siblings. So I know for her mom, it was really hard, but we really connected that way. So I'm really grateful that my experience living in the hotel wasn't like completely like a bad one. But again, just like you really like things really get put into perspective, you know, like. I remember feeling closer to my mom because I think I saw firsthand all that she had to sacrifice. She started dating this guy and, you know, he liked her a lot and was like, you know, I really want to help you and like be there for you. So he ended up getting us into this um, vacation home. It was like an apartment, but it was fully furnished and um, you would pay every two weeks. And it was a little bit more expensive, but it was definitely like a level up from living in a hotel. Well, after like two months, things didn't work out with her and the guy and he ended up dipping out. And my mom was responsible for having to pay for this rent that she clearly couldn't afford. And we were back at the hotel. So I was living in this hotel from freshman year to sophomore year. And then right, I want to say after like, winter break was when my mom found this apartment complex called Tierra Vista, which is down 192. If you're from Kissimmee, it's like as if you were going to Davenport and it's this um, apartment complex that's income base. And she got approved for it and we moved in. And it was just one of those moments where even though the house was completely empty, we didn't have any furniture. It was just like, we made it. It was such a proud moment for my mom to finally get us out on her own from the hotel into a two bedroom apartment. And yeah, it was empty. And it had been empty for a few months. Just the fact that we had our own place meant the world. And my mom ended up getting a second job as a host, or I'm sorry, as a server. And the owner of the restaurant found out kind of like my mom's living situation and ended up like donating like a couch, um, a a mattress, like, and it's crazy because when you, when I think back about high school, like no one knows, like, I'm sure friends of mine, well, okay, hold on, let me pause there. I had friends that knew my situation, but I was very private about what I was going through. But no one knew, at least to my perception, no one knew, like, I did have a boyfriend. And the boyfriend that I had myself like towards my sophomore year towards like the summertime, when he came to my house, we were, we finally had furniture. But in the beginnings of like not having any like none of my friends knew that we were sleeping on an air mattress for almost two months before we even got a a actual mattress. And then little by little things started to get better at 16. I finally got a job. And so then I had my own money to buy the things I wanted, fill up my room the way that I wanted it to look like. And then from there, you know, we really got the ball rolling. And it's just crazy because you know, my mom went from hosting to serving and she started to make good money. And then a little bit little by little, you know, we are where we are. But when I think back from like visiting Middletown, and then thinking how we really got our shit together living in Florida, it's just crazy, like, how long that time has been and like, where we were versus where we are now. And like, Sometimes I even catch myself like maybe my living situation isn't always ideal, you know, because I remember when I had my own apartment, I was very proud and I loved my apartment. But then, you know, when my lease was up, it was like that hard decision of like, okay, do I renew? Do I move in with my boyfriend? Do I roommate? Like, what should I do? And, you know, even in those situations now where I roommate, I'm thinking, damn, I could have had a house. I could have a house now. I like politely remind myself, like, remember when you lived in a hotel, remember when you lived with someone else, remember when you didn't, you know, like, I think back about all of that, all of those struggles. And I'm like, you know what, I'm very blessed. I always show my gratitude. I'm always super grateful, because knowing where we once were versus where we are now has been such a long journey. And out of, I mean, I am so proud of my mom for the sacrifices she made, because there were times even in the first year, moving to Florida, she was like, I think we, should need, we, we need to go move back to New York. Like she was like really throwing in the towel, but she held it down and, you know, she fought through it. They always say the first year is the hardest when you move out of your, you know, your home state and what you know, and it worked out even when it got harder, because it was like, we thought it was good. And then it got harder. And then it was good. And then it got even harder. But man, and let me tell you, I had I reflected in with all of that from just visiting Middletown. Because living in Middletown, it was like, I saw my mom in a fucked up relationship. I, you know, I mean, I love my dad. But you know, he lived in the city while I was living in upstate. And I knew that it was hard on him wanting to have my a relationship with me, but then having to drive almost two hours every weekend, you know, begging me to consider living with him. But it's just I couldn't imagine leaving my mom. So always like that tug of war between my parents always was hard for me as a kid, getting held back, you know, just like feeling insecure, not having really good friends, like just all of that. And then, you know, moving to Florida and it's like, okay, this is a fresh start. This is a restart. Let's do this. Like the the possibilities are endless. And then it's just like living in one area, like Miami being like, oh my God, I'm going to live here. And I love it. And I made friends fast and I love the lifestyle. Of, I mean, I still love Miami till this day, but then it's like, just kidding. We're moving to Oviedo middle of nowhere. And then this fucking guy acts this way. And I mean, a part of a part of that is probably like denial of like actually thinking that a grown ass man will help out a single mom and her daughter with only good intentions. I know there are good people out there that would do it. But sometimes the universe will teach you some hard lessons. And you're just like, yep, nope, that that those intentions weren't completely sincere. And yeah, and again, you know, living in the hotel, I never felt like I was in danger because I remember when I lived there, there were a lot of people that, you know, like I saw like a family of five live in a hotel room. I saw couples live in hotel rooms. Like I feel that the people that lived in home sweet home were actually like there were residents. Like I don't think we ever saw people on actual vacation. And if they were, they were playing in the pool because people that actually lived there never left their room. Like I know there was a volleyball court and I know that there was a park that some of the bigger kids would kind of hang out at, but I never did that. I just, as soon as I got off the bus, I went straight to my room or I was hanging out in my friend's room or she was hanging out in my room, but she had to babysit her brother or sister before her mom came home. So even like that, I barely like did anything in the room. I remember there was one time where I was, um, I was in cross country and fresh, my freshman year. And I remember when the season ended, I wanted to continue running. So I remember trying to like run around the the property. And I got to a certain area of the hotel that felt very scary. It's like some of the rooms would leave their door open. Sometimes I would see like guys kind of hanging out by the door in a random chair. And I was like, okay, I can't be running around this hotel because let's say I make a little U-turn and run right back. And somebody opens the door and snatches me inside. Like, I don't even think the hotel had cameras. If they did, I didn't know. I didn't see any. But yeah, and after that, my mom was like, Yeah, you, you're not going on any further out into the property. Luckily, we were more located in the front where the lobby was. But yeah, I remember just like living there too. And it's so it's so crazy, right? Because like when you used to watch Disney Channel and you used to watch The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. I'm sure every kid at one point was like, oh, my God, I would love to live in a hotel. How fabulous is that? You know, how fun is that? And I might have like manifested that without even realizing. And it's so ironic because I ended up did living in a hotel, not the Tipton, but a hotel nonetheless. But yeah, I feel like when I think back about those times, like even just growing up, like there was a moment I I was never ashamed But I kind of just felt like, damn, you know, it just makes you feel like when it's my turn, like, you know, I really want to make sure that I never have to go through that with my children or with my family. But at the same time, I'm very glad that I did. I was never angry at my mom for it. There was a there was a time after Middletown that I started to feel a little resentful because I kind of felt like, damn, why are we struggling? Like, none of my friends go through this. Like, why are we struggling this hard? But I think the older I got, especially entering high school and started working for my own my mom was always transparent with me. I always understood why she had to make the sacrifices she made. And it also made me want to take school seriously. I mean, I never really had the best grades. I always found myself kind of lazy in my classes. So she would still have talks with me about, you know, why did I get a C in science? And why do I have a D in Spanish? But other than that, I never misbehaved the way that I did when I was in the eighth grade. Because I knew that Me being on my best behavior and just making sure that our routine ran smoothly would be the best, best way to get through this, you know, but yeah, friends, it's just, I don't know, I don't know what I'm really giving you as far as with this episode, but I just visiting Middletown and thinking about that whole journey, it just kind of like, I don't know, I felt like. Like, damn. Like, I went through a lot growing up. And that's not even... That's kind of like the surface stuff. Not even like the deep cracks within it. But, yeah, my friends. That was the time I lived in a hotel. It was not fancy. So rugged. But it's funny now because it no longer exists. The hotel, like the building still exists. But it got bought out by a different company. I don't know if people still live there. But yeah crazy but anyway my friends I'm not really sure about this episode it's just it was something that I wanted to talk about I knew that I wanted to talk about the time I lived in a hotel and I'm trying to like go through my archives like did anything crazy ever happen I know that towards the end there were like a lot of cop cars that would come to the property and that was when my mom really was like okay we need to get the fuck out of here like we need to find a solution to this living situation because this is not safe um but that's it my friends (laughs) that was the time i lived in a hotel but anyways my friends i love you so much thank you so much for tuning in thank you for watching me on youtube thank you for watching my summer series i'm going to be editing some videos right after this so stay tuned for those when they get uh published new episodes every mondays thank you so much for tuning in i love you all so so very much and i'll see you next time